Soundstripe. Hey everybody, this is Mandy and you're listening to the Empower Podcast, the show that discusses everything mental health, real stories, strategies, and ways to improve your overall mental health. If you or someone you know could use a little mental health boost, join us as we chat about all things that encompass a healthy mind. Welcome to the Empower Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about social media and the influence that it has on children, teenagers, and young adults, and how that relates to their overall mental health. Research has been done that shows that there is a connection between social media and youth mental health problems. Most of these studies seem to agree that the younger someone starts using social media, the more likely they are to experience negative outcomes in regards to their mental health. Uh, One researcher explained that this is due in part to brain development. A younger brain just fires like crazy into fight or flight mode when confronted with an online threat, whereas a more mature brain with a more developed frontal lobe is all about dampening that down and saying, let's think this through. So they're better able to process certain stimulus. So by the time students reach high school, where their world will be dominated by social media, it's much harder to instill these healthy habits after the fact. Um, Research has also found that parents seem to be scared of setting limits with their kids um, when it refers to devices and technology in a way that they aren't scared about other things. So for instance, you can punish your kid for coming home after curfew, but you have a hard time putting limitations around social media or computer usage or computer games, even things like that. Um, One specific example that was mentioned was that they would never say to an eight-year-old, if you want to have wine with dinner, I guess that's okay. But they'll give their eight-year-old a device that gives them access to things that are absolutely inappropriate for that age group, and they're not setting limits. So for me, social media wasn't really a thing until I was an adult, so I really don't have any experience with this at these ages. Um, I've tried to think about Uh, how different my teenage and even early adult years would have been if I would have been exposed um, at earlier ages. But it's really just hard to know what effects that it would have had to my overall well-being. So because of that, today we have an amazing special guest. We have Riley. This is my stepdaughter, Riley. She's 16. She's a rising senior, about to be 17 next week or I guess a week and a half rather. And so I've asked her to come on and help us with some of these questions that we have just to gain a little bit more insight into the teenage brain and let her kind of tell us a little bit about her experiences and how she feels about it. So let's just start out by telling everybody about your first interaction with social media. Do you remember what that was or when it was? It was probably when like musically which is like the, it was before TikTok was a thing. Um, I got it when I was like probably 10 and stuff. And it was just something like fun to do. Like, and it wasn't really like an adult thing. It was more of like little kids and like everything until it turned into what it is now where it's TikTok and everything. So I feel like that's mainly my first encounter with it because I didn't have like Instagram or anything like Snapchat. I just like had Musical.ly 
And that was like mm-hmm. the only social media I really had. Gotcha. Can you um, share with us a little bit exactly what Musical.ly is for those who do not know? So Musical.ly, um, it was just like, it is kind of what TikTok is now, which TikTok is where you just make videos with like noise and stuff. And like, you kind of make whatever you want. People do dance videos. Like, um, that's a lot of what Musical.ly was. But TikTok now is just like, um informational base like it's kind of like anything you kind of want um to like look at or whatever like my tiktok mainly like you can um like categorize it or like the algorithm of it um to turn into what you like so a lot of mine is like relationship stuff um what else probably like just funny videos dogs because i i have a lot of videos of dogs on there and just like stuff that i like so that's basically what it is just people making videos about like whatever category they want to make. Gotcha. So I guess like with most things, the algorithm kind of figures you out. So it puts more videos that you would be interested in in front of you. Is that kind of safe to yeah, say? That's exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Gotcha. Okay. Do you remember life without a phone or some other device like that? Honestly, not really, because I feel like it was very much like given to me when I was like a little younger, but it was more of like something fun to do. It wasn't like all I do when I was younger um, than it is now. Like I'm definitely on my phone a lot more now than I was when I was younger. But um, before it was just like games and stuff that I would play with. And then it was like rarely a thing that I'd go on because I think my dad gave me like his old um iPod or iPhone or whatever when I was like I don't remember how old it was young like I was younger and stuff but it wasn't like Mm -hmm. but I think honestly after that like I think it just spiraled to like more and more like devices I'd get and stuff so I don't really remember Mm -hmm. that much of life without having something because at first it was mainly just something like emergency wise too like to contact them or whatever yeah yeah that was gonna be my next question so did you ever communicate with friends on that device or was it more just play the games and then you could contact your parents if you needed to yeah I think it was more of that first and stuff I don't think I really got into um like friends and stuff until middle school I think that's mainly where like but that was mainly like just texting and stuff yeah like in middle school is when I really Mm -hmm. started like getting friends and like talking to them more elementary school is kind of just like not really like anything at all Gotcha. So just kind of as you were a little bit older, just kind of gotten more involved, I guess, in using devices. So what have been any rules or boundaries set around devices and social media? So I remember when I asked my dad, TikTok, it's kind of the thing where like it already comes into your life. So it's not really something asking because your parent really doesn't really know about it. So you just like get it anyways. And it Kind of like I remember with Lainey, my sister, she got Instagram. My dad didn't really know what that was because it was newer. So, like, it wasn't that big of a deal until now. Like, I remember when I asked him if I could get Snapchat or Instagram. And he, like, I think I was in seventh grade. And he was like, no, not really right now. Like, it's just a lot and everything. So, there was that restriction of no social media at that time. And I was rarely on TikTok because I didn't really know it was either as much. It was kind of like... Until now, like, I'm not really on social media, like, really at all. And I think it's because of those restrictions that were put up. It's kind of the thing where I'm like, I don't 
really know what it is, so I don't really need it as much. And then, like, my dad would, like, put restrictions on my Mm -hmm. phone. Like, I can't search certain things, can't download certain things and stuff until now. Like, I think I have full reign on my phone, honestly, but I don't really abuse my phone to, like, look up Mm -hmm. certain things I don't need to be looking at. Yeah. So how did you feel about, like, the restrictions around social media at that time? Honestly, like, I was really upset about it. I remember, like, I was, like, talking to my friends about it. I'm like, I can't believe you won't let me have this, this and that. Everyone has it. But now, the more I think about it, like, I was in seventh grade. Like, I I completely understand, like, why I didn't have it. I, one, wasn't really that exposed to the world. I didn't really need to know what was going on at the time because there were, like, some inappropriate things and stuff I didn't need to look at in seventh grade until like now like I'm gonna be a senior it's kind of like I'm gonna be going in the world already so it's not that big of a deal as much so I completely understand why I didn't have social media at that time and I think I I definitely was it's like when you're a bit angry at your parents at the time but then like you're like okay now that I'm older I understand why yeah yeah exactly so safe to say now you're kind of cool with it like maybe aggravated then but now it's fine So when you think about social media, you know, the internet, do you have any words or images or thoughts or just any generalizations that kind of come to your mind around all of that? So in my experience with social media, I haven't been on really the negative side of it. There has been times where I've seen stuff where I'm like, okay, like, that's not really anything I really know. But it's very rarely that that happens. Because a lot of the stuff on social media, like, I connect it to, like, informational base, like, news, like, understanding what's going on, like, with um, the Black Lives Matter movement. Like, that's how I learned about it, through social media and understanding it. So, I do connect some positive words to it, like, just informational base. Um, it's how I connect with my friends. So, like, like, getting social with it, like, having social aspects with it and everything. So not very like negative things come to my mind when I mm-hmm. think about social media. It's very like kind of positive things. Okay, good. So more of a positive experience mm-hmm. then. Okay, good. How many hours a day would you say you spend on, we'll just say a device? I've thought about it probably like 18 hours. It's pretty long time because I also do stay up late. And that's part of the reason why I stay up late is because I'm on my phone. It's part of it or whatever. And also like FaceTiming like my boyfriend or whatever like that's also a long time and stuff so pretty much a lot of the day and you watch shows even I guess and games all the things yeah it's probably the only time I'm not really on my phone is probably when I'm sleeping (laughs) or like out with family and we're just sitting there and stuff yeah well we are uh, talking about summer right now as well so that may change a little bit at Mm -hmm. least when school's in session or work and that kind of thing changes but um okay I mean, I'm impressed that you even thought about it. So (laughs) do you have a specific social media app that's your favorite? Probably TikTok. It's definitely where I get a lot of my, like, Mm -hmm. my interesting, like, I get very interested on there. You get very, it's like kind of like when you get into like a YouTube thing or whatever, like you just go on and on with it. Like that's how TikTok Mm -hmm. is. You just like, I'll notice how big of a time gap I've spent on TikTok because I'll feel like just sitting there laying down on my phone and then I realized I'm like wow I've been on here for already an hour that's crazy and stuff so it's definitely I that's probably my favorite app 
Is there a reason why you prefer that one over others? It's just kind of that's the one you've kind of gone to more than others? I feel like definitely it's the one I've gone to. It's it's kind of also the thing where it's like it's very popular and everything like and it's very entertaining. It's kind of like just I don't have to think about like think anything when I'm on it. It's kind of just like a little thing just be on and everything like my brain can rest and I can just mm-hmm. scroll through videos and stuff. So yeah. Yep. And also that's I also where like I <laughs> Yeah, that's also where um I get very like I send videos to my friends and stuff. So the big gotcha. one I really like. So still more, you get to communicate. Yeah, you get to communicate with your friends and all of that too with it. How many hours would you say that you sleep each night average? I sleep, it very much ranges because I take naps <laughs> a lot too. So that like diminishes like my nighttime sometimes. But I would say about like six hours, okay. five hours. And you fit- Not that long of a time, but like enough for me to like, yeah. So you feel rested, you're fine with that amount of sleep yeah okay do you so on talking again social media is there anything in particular that you would say you avoid any type of content any specific app any any of that I feel like I do avoid like probably um just super negative stuff that I really don't care to look at like there's there's like dumb videos like on TikTok, like, dances, like, I don't really care for that, like, Mm -hmm. or anything, that's kind of, I kind of avoid that, because, or, like, content that's so-and-so, like, cringy, I'm, like, I'm not really into that, like, I'm just, like, it's kind of like when you watch a movie, and you're, like, this is really, like, kind of dumb, and that's kind of how it is with the videos I'm watching, like, this is dumb, I really don't care to see this, or, like, just gross stuff, like, I really don't want to see, um, there's, like, videos of, like, that I avoid, like, dogs like there's some dog stuff on there that I'm just like okay don't need to know all of this this is very much like uncensored or something um probably like stuff like that because you don't really get I haven't really seen any like nudity or anything mm-hmm. on anything I've seen so there's not that much I had to avoid or anything gotcha okay and you were mentioning on TikTok do you post videos on TikTok I do what kind of content is your stuff? Like, give us a for example or something. Probably it's a lot of, well, not a lot of, since I've gotten a boyfriend, it's been a lot of content about him or whatever, like posting about him. Or it'll be like times where mm-hmm. like, I feel good about myself. So I'm like, I'm going to post a video of me feeling good about myself or just like funny little content that I'm like, this is relatable to so many people. I can post this and maybe someone will like it or whatever so it's a lot of that just relatable things stuff with my boyfriend Mm -hmm. and then so more like positive stuff uplifting funny that kind of thing okay let's see who do you follow on social media on your tiktok like is it people that you know is it celebrities you know athletes other categories all the above so i follow a lot of friends um yeah a lot of people from school and stuff i follow or there's like um, social media people that like are very popular that I'll follow. So basically celebrities and stuff. Um, and I feel like that's pretty much it. Sometimes I'll follow content like I'm in. Sometimes I'll get into the thing where I'm like I'm into baking, so I'll start following people who bake. So I have recipes, just stuff like it's mainly like it kind of varies a lot. Like I'll unfollow them. I'm like okay, I'm not really into this mm-hmm. anymore. It's just like a lot of stuff. I'm like 
into celebrities, friends, just pretty much like all the above for the most part. I don't really follow athletes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really have any athletes that I think I follow. Yeah, I, I might be a little concerned if you did just because that's not so necessarily your thing. <laughs> but hey, you know. But yeah, I feel you on that. I mean, even myself being an an adult adult, you know, I go through cycles with Instagram or Facebook, which are the ones that I use. And I will follow like right now a bunch of humane societies or shelters because we've been looking for a pet and now we found a pet. So it's like, okay, do I unfollow all of these or what? Or then we'll go through a baking spell, like Riley said, and I have all this baking stuff. And so every time I open one, it's like baking. But like right now, I would say mine are dogs and running stuff for the most part that are on my social media. Um, So I definitely understand that for sure. I mean, your interests change, your hobbies change, you know, likes, dislikes, that kind of thing. So do you ever feel like, so thinking about the people that you follow on social media, do you ever compare yourself to them or look up to them or do you think they're relatable or a mixture of those? Um, it's definitely a thing. I've had times where like I'll feel like really insecure about myself and I'll look at them and be like, why can't my life be like that? Why can't my body look like that? And it used to be a lot worse like when um, I feel like the worst part of it was in the beginning of high school because that's really when you're trying to like figure out yourself and stuff. So I had a very hard time with that, like looking at people who were like, I'm like, they're skinnier than me, this and that. They're really pretty. They have this grand life and stuff like that. But I had to like kind of look at it and realize I'm like, that's only social media and stuff. And what's helped is like seeing other people like on social media, like say stuff about um clarify it they're like my life isn't really like this I just post my highlights that's all you really see is the people's highlights and stuff so I've definitely had times where I've been insecure on social media with um like looks mostly it's been looks or I have looked up to people I'm like wow they have a really nice house I want a nice house when I'm older like I want to learn how to do this and stuff or I, I think I do follow some lawyers on um, TikTok and stuff. So I'm like, I can learn about law more. So I understand like the requirements and stuff. So there are like, I look up to some people, but there are some insecurities about it too that I've had. So it's kind of like, it varies a lot. With That makes sense for sure. And just as a blurb in there, Riley's aspirations at the moment are to be a lawyer. So hence her following lawyers and kind of looking at law schools and all that kind of stuff. So we're extremely excited for her and I'm proud of her for her hard work. So moving along, how does socializing with others on social media influence how you use it or does it? I feel like definitely me and Landon definitely like we, we send a lot of videos to each other. That's like a lot how we talk during the day or, um, just like taking pictures and sending it to each other, stuff like that. Like it's definitely how we talk to each other instead of like texting like word for words all day and stuff. So it's not like draining for our relationship. So it's kind of like, but at the same time, like like using gifts, like when you use mm-hmm. gifts on stuff, it's like this is just mindless. I have to type all this out and stuff and be something funny to look at. It's definitely kind of like that with um sending videos to each other and stuff. 
or just showing pictures throughout the day to show like what we're doing and stuff like that or with my friends showing like relatable things to our friendship and stuff like that's definitely how my friends and I communicate a lot more and in my relationship we communicate but there's also like a thing where I'm like okay like I can text them and stuff like text them how they're checking up on them and stuff just having like a nice balance between that but definitely I've had times for like a whole day I'm just like I'll just send videos to them all day because mm-hmm. like we don't need to talk to each other every single day mine is like that's with friends it's different in my relationship and stuff obviously we're going to talk to each yeah. other but yeah yeah so sounds like a good mix it's not just one or the other mm-hmm. and I guess each has its place for sure I mean I've had my fair share of that where Rob, her dad, and uh, my husband, we will just send Instagram memes or gifts back and forth like all day long. And it's like, it means nothing, but it's just funny. It brightens your day too. And you're still communicating with your person. So as far as online or offline relationships, do you have a preference of one or the other? I do prefer like in like what way? Like are you talking about like if you meet someone online and that's how you just communicate only or like if you meet them in person and then talk to them only like that way? Either way, either one. You can speak to whichever one because I feel like this is kind of a hard question. (laughs) I don't know. Like I feel like before I'd say offline because I wasn't long distance before and like I prefer like Mm -hmm. being around each other, that quality time and stuff. But definitely, like, mm-hmm. I've had to kind of switch over right now since we've moved to be online and stuff. And for us to communicate, we need to be able to be on the phone with each other, text each other and stuff. Exactly. And that's how we kind of connect and stuff. But I feel like in the future, it's definitely going to be offline. Like, I want to have mm-hmm. my person with me. I don't want to feel like I always have to communicate with them online. Yeah. But it's kind of difficult when... Exactly. Obviously, when you've moved or, like, when he's going to be in college and stuff either way. Like even if I was over there, he would be in college. I wouldn't be able to see him all the time. Mm -hmm. So it's, I would say right now it's online, but it's definitely probably going to switch with like, like the future. Yeah. So seemingly though, probably if we wouldn't have moved, maybe it still would be offline would be your preference. But now it's like you still want to communicate with those people where we used to live so you have to utilize online for those experiences right now. Yeah. So it sounds like a good mix. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm definitely impressed. I'm sure there are a lot of teenagers out there just be like, nope, online only. Don't want to go see anybody. <laughs> so you kind of, yeah, you kind of touched on this earlier. Um, said you didn't really, haven't really had any negative experiences on social media. Have you ever experienced cyberbullying or maybe any of your friends have they? Do you know? I don't think I've really been cyberbullied or anything. There was a friend that I had. She thought something happened with her boyfriend or whatever. And so then she, like, started sending, like, rude messages. I get, yeah, that's cyberbullying. Um, she was just, like, upset or whatever. And I was just like, okay, I'm done. Like, I I try to get out of the situation before it becomes big or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Then, like, my friend we don't really touch base on cyberbullying as much because I don't, I don't think I, and on full honesty, I don't really surround my people with people who are like all rude to each other on social media. Um, there has been a time where mm-hmm. like 
I may say something rude. I'm like, wow, that was rude. I need to apologize because it came across like wrong because you're it's a, someone's going to read it the way they want mm-hmm. to or whatever. So I feel like it definitely varies. Like I probably my friends probably have been cyberbullied in their mind in times because you just read the message and that's all you see. And they're like, that was hurtful towards mm-hmm. them. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of hard with cyberbullying to like there are times where obviously you notice that if someone tells you like calls you like rude like rude words or whatever or tells you to like off yourself or something like that like that's that's kind of where it like crosses mm-hmm. the line and stuff with cyberbullying that's like where you can really you're like wow like I really noticed that and stuff but in my life I feel like it very much is like kind of so and so it matters like on how I read a message whatever like if that hurts me I'm going to tell the person that hurts me mm-hmm. and if they still go on with it I count that as them like coming across to me rudely because I'm reaching out and saying this doesn't mm-hmm. make me feel good and if they continue to act that way yeah. then obviously it's an issue yeah for sure how have any of those experiences and it sounds like few so that's good but have they affected um how you use social media or like right after did you if any happened on TikTok, did you get off of TikTok for a couple days or, you know, stop using your phone for anything like that? I feel like honestly, if like I've had an issue, like if there's been an issue with someone, I just don't talk to them or I block them or something. If it's a big issue, I don't think I've really taken time mm-hmm. away from like the media I'm using or like my phone for that matter, because I mm-hmm. s- I'm not going to let, like, one person kind of, like, ruin my experience with, like, a whole thing that I enjoy or whatever. And I think that's, like, where it comes. I'm, like, mm-hmm. it, there has been times where I'm, like, okay, I just need stuff away from my phone. Like, I need a nap. That's a lot of my time. I'm, like, when I'm taking yeah. a nap, I'm, like, I just need I just need a break from, like, everything right now. Like, from my phone mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. There probably has been breaks where I'm just, like, okay, I just need a second and everything. Like, coming out yeah. of my room and everything like going on a like hanging out with Murphy like being with Murphy and stuff like definitely I'm taking a break from my phone and watching my brother and stuff like that or <laughs> if like like I asked to go out I'm like okay I just don't want to be on my phone for that long or whatever so it's yeah I have taken breaks if when I feel like it's too much and I need to so mm-hmm. yeah so you're you're capable of being without that for a while yeah. Do you have any specific feelings or emotions or moods like while you're using social media and then like after, like if you do have a moment and you're like, oh, I'm going to put this down for a bit. Do you feel that there's ever a change in that, in your moods or emotions or anything? I feel like if I've been on something for a while, I like, it kind of wakes me up a little more, honestly. It doesn't make me feel as drained. Unless, like, it's late at night. I'm like, okay, I really need to go to sleep. But there has, yeah. like, I definitely will be on my phone. Like, looking through videos, it's just, like, mindless. And so it makes me happy. Or there has been, like, stuff I'll look at. I'm like, this is really sad. Like, this makes me feel really sad. And then I'll get off it. I'll be like, yeah. just think for a second. And, like, I'm fine. Like, I don't I don't really like yeah. not really gonna think about this as much or whatever. So there are times like yeah. overthinking, like you see something on social media, you start overthinking and you just like get off of it and like you just kind of sit there and think for a second. There has there's been a lot of times I've had that where I'm just like overthinking, like 
getting off my phone and like just sitting there like, wow, that's a lot. Yeah. Can you see how social media use could cause anxiety, depression, lower self-esteem, poor body image, anything like that? I definitely see where that comes into play because when with the the algorithm we were talking about earlier, like when all you see, like all you like is like stuff like with um, girls that have like perfect bodies because of like unrealistic standards or when you are just like for me, like you, um, you type in the search bar something and then that's all you see for like a little bit because you searched it in. Like, mm-hmm. I remember I looked at navel piercings, and that's all I saw. So, like, it's kind of like the thing where um, you just, if you're searching it or if you start liking it, that's all you're going to see. You're going to see. And I feel like definitely can take a toll on your, like, anxiety and depression and stuff because I, like, seeing videos, like, of girls with insanely, like, crazy body standards, it definitely, like, makes you insecure, makes you you kind of think to yourself you're like wow like that's that's insane like I want to look like that or whatever and then like you you give yourself like anxiety about it. you're like kind of thinking your mind like I'm never gonna look like that I can never like have that life or whatever so it makes you feel like kind of drains you makes you sad and stuff like that mm-hmm. and honestly with some people with like I know I've had friends who have like mental health issues or like depression, like depression, anxiety, they definitely like go into their phone a lot more to block and block off from everyone, making them like toll down more and more. So I Mm -hmm. feel like there is parts where like, you can really push yourself down into that like spiral because of social Mm -hmm. media and what you're looking at. So it definitely um, matters on what you're looking at on your phone. That makes sense for sure. Um, How do you feel about social media use uh, being monitored for, you know, kids, teenagers, people your age, younger? I feel like definitely it matters on like what stage you are in your life and everything. Because for my phone and stuff, um, there's options on, there's obviously options on your phone where you can, your parents can put screen, like screen time limits and stuff like that. I've never really had that. Mm -hmm. I've known, like, I had a friend who had it and stuff. And, like, it, all she did was just, like, get mad at her mom or whatever for it. So, (laughs) I never, like, saw anything really, I've never been exposed to anything really, like, positive about screen time. But there definitely, there was this other girl in my class, I remember she was talking about screen time. She limits herself on, like, her phone. She's like, okay, I've had enough time on my phone and stuff like that. And, like, that's a positive Mm -hmm. thing for her. Like, that makes her happy, so she should do that. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, with me, like, I don't know. I guess since I'm older, I'm, like, I know when to limit myself. And it definitely – but when you're younger, mm-hmm. you don't really you don't really have, like, a thing on limiting yourself on your phone or whatever. So there are times where, like, your parents need to get involved. Like, if, like, my brother Jameson, if he had, like, a device or whatever and he was on it 24-7 – he's 10 years old like that's an issue or like Murphy he Murphy wanting his like watch YouTube all the time like you live in it sometimes you're just like okay you need to be a kid so Mm -hmm. yeah I definitely think it like varies with like 
your age and like where you are in life. Yeah, that's a good answer. I agree with you as well. So overall, would you say that kind of translates to social media and like younger kids? Maybe they should be made to wait till they're a little bit older and have more of that brain development we were talking about earlier. I do think so because there are things that like you're always like somehow on your phone even if you have like restrictions or whatever you're always gonna be like exposed to something like maybe there's something in the kids show that like you're just like wow like that's not okay to see or whatever like I'm that makes me think of like movies like kid movies with like adult jokes or whatever that are in it and like you just never know what you're gonna be watching or whatever so I feel like it definitely yeah. like it's important the age you're at like there needs to be limits sometimes to what you're looking at and stuff because you you never know what you can look at or be exposed to on like games or social media or anything when you're that age because mm-hmm. that definitely like makes you develop like to think a certain way whatever when you're seeing like all this stuff whatever you're looking at on your phone or your device yeah so when you're so impressionable and you don't have the capabilities of deciphering between certain things, you can have some lasting impressions that are, you know, placed in your brain at that point. So let's talk a little bit about some benefits of social media. And I think we we could all come up with things that we had to say that were positive of social media. I did a little research and they've Uh, Some scientists and psychologists have done some research specifically around the teenage age group, and that's where these benefits um, were gleaned from. So strengthening friendships, we kind of talked about that, you know, with Riley, you can still, like she moved away four four hours or so away from her friends, but can still communicate with them online. And of course, you can still text them, but still, it's like you can still have some fun and communicate back and forth. You can be motivated to do good things. So if you see some platform out there that's um, volunteering or doing something like that, then that can motivate you to do that. It reduces your feelings of isolation. And I think there is a flip side to this that it can it can actually do both. But depending on the type of social media that you consume, it can help you feel more connected. So if you're connecting with your friends or connecting with a community or others who have the same likes, dislikes, hobbies, then it can make you feel more of a part rather than just alone. And then you can build a platform on your own or with others. For instance, participating in advocacy for something, leadership efforts, help you find internships, job opportunities, applying to school, becoming social support for someone or gaining social support from someone. Maybe there's someone that posted something out there and you're able to say, hey, look, I went through that too. And you can be there for each other or vice versa. Encouraging personal expression. So with the videos that you're able to post, you know, you can express yourself however you feel. Use your artsy side, that kind of thing. And then um, the other thing that we had talked about already too multiple times was accessing information. So something as simple as baking. I want to bake a cake. I need an idea of something cool out there, or I want to make, you know, some craft or just any kind of information you can, I feel like you can get, you just do a search and there it is. So let's talk real quickly about some tips on healthy social media use since we've 
kind of decided or come to the conclusion that it's it's definitely not feasible to be on social media 24/7 for, you know, everything and all of your relationships. But these are just some some tips and things just kind of think about. So Riley mentioned this taking breaks. So take mini breaks from social media and it doesn't even have to be anything major like deactivating your account or setting limits on your followers. Just maybe it's unfollowing some people or one day this week I'm going to stay off social media or I'm going to do it 30 minutes less. Something like that. Just so you don't, for one, become addicted, for two, get burnt out, you know, all of that. Another tip was to turn off your notifications. I do this from time to time just because it can be annoying because I'm trying to focus on something else and the notification comes up and it's like, really though? I really don't care that someone liked a post for Empower or something like that. I mean, I really do. I'm glad that people, you know, consume information, but also it's like I didn't need to know at that exact moment. Other tips would be unfriend, unfollow, mute. I mean, it's just kind of the same thing that we are just talking about. I've had the same experiences um, being a 41-year-old woman that Riley was talking about. You know, you see these, you know, mamas out there that are completely sculpted and thin and their social media looks like they don't have to work for it. And it's like, are you serious right now? But then I have to remind myself, this is social media, so they can show us whatever side of themselves that they want to. It doesn't have to be real. So we need to remind ourselves that it's it doesn't have it's not real for the most part. Track your screen time, which is something else we talked about if you feel like you need to. I don't know. Some people do. And like Riley said, she has a friend that does. And if that's something that you feel strongly about personally, absolutely go for it. Keep a balanced perspective. So balance how much you t- how much time you spend online with maybe how much time you see others, engage in other activities, being social. So just making sure that you have those online and offline relationships going. Prioritize your time. So decide which groups are most important for you to participate in. And then find the joy. Just like with everything, you want to find the joy in it. Sounds like Riley's doing a great job with that, which I am happy about. And I feel like... It's fun sometimes just to mindlessly scroll and see the funny things people do or say or the little kid videos or the dog videos. It definitely can help to brighten your day. You just want to make sure that you have offline ways to do that as well. Um, So on the flip side, there definitely are some warning signs to look for that may indicate somebody is just kind of using social media too much. So they withdraw from face-to-face conversation. Their anxiety or stress is just very consistent. They're avoiding responsibilities, homework, chores, feel overwhelmed by normal routines. Um, Their grades may slip. They avoid talking to people that are like right next to them because they just can't get off of their phone. And then social media could create conflicts in their relationships. Um, Riley, have you known any people that have been like this at all any of your friends or acquaintances I feel like I have met people where it's just like you're trying to talk to them and they're like they're in their whole other world like in their phone and stuff it's just like wow you're not really listening right now like I've had times with like with dad I'm like like okay like on your phone like yeah I want you to go out hang out like let's just sit down and not be on our phones so there are times I feel like Mm -hmm. I do like I don't really speak up with friends. Like, yeah. obviously, with family members, I'm going to speak up because, like, 
that's my family or whatever. Or like when Landon and I have hung out, I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want you on your phone. I just like want to spend time with you and like hang out and be like, like when we go thrifting or whatever, like just go thrifting and like, like yeah. pick out clothes for each other and stuff like that. Like we're off our phones. We're just hanging out with each other, the quality time and stuff. Like, cause that matters to me. Like I care about our, like the quality time if I have with my friends and stuff. But there, it is nice to know like when like you guys just want to sit down and chill out, you can like go on your phone and like, you're still there with each other too though. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So time and a place, I feel like for sure. I mean, this one quote that I came up upon while I was uh, researching for the podcast, it's, it says, knowing how to manage your emotions, knowing how to handle conflict are really important skills that can't be developed on Snapchat or any other social media site. And I think that's mainly the key for all of this. Riley alluded to it earlier with, you know, younger kids not being able to differentiate what kind of content is okay and what's not. And the other big thing would be knowing if it's okay or not and then stopping the not okay part so that you don't get tainted by certain viewpoints. Um, And I think that's an age-wide thing. That's not just a teenager, adolescent young adult thing. That's for sure an adult thing. That's, that's all of us. So I think we've kind of come to our conclusion as well, along with the researchers, that social media use in the younger ages should definitely be monitored or somewhat non-existent until you get to a certain point. And then maybe the parents can use filters or, you know, screen time, that kind of thing until you're a little older and you're of age and you can kind of decide for yourself and you have a better way of thinking. Um, Riley, do you have any last comments before we close out? All right. Well, we appreciate you being here today. And that brings us to the end of this episode. So thanks everyone for joining us during the Power podcast. We hope it was beneficial for everyone and we look forward to next time.